2: What's up, everyone? I'm Tori. And I'm Anissa. And this is MTV's official
3: challenge podcast, where we go behind the scenes of the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies. On this week's episode, we are going to dive into a game-ending argument, a risky move by a rookie, and a shocking new alliance.
2: And it just wouldn't be right if we didn't talk to the man that I think everyone has a ton of questions for, so Fessy Shafat is coming on later, and I can't wait to get his side of the story, and I hope he doesn't want to kill me.
3: (laughs) It's alright, you already feel like death, so I guess that that works out well in your favor. Um, Yeah, I can't wait to hear what Fessy has to say, so we should probably get this thing started. Let's go. So... Tori, it's crazy. I know that you're hungover, but that is not my fault. However, Pizzagate is your fault. So you're going to have to do the time bomb today. It's 37 seconds of you trying to Mm -hmm. do this without throwing up. Yeah, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) 37 second recap. It's just going
2: to be 37 seconds of me puking, actually. But here, let's do it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tori, are, are you as ready as a hungover person can be? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give this to you gently in three, Uh two.
2: Bada boom bada bing we pick up right where we left off. That's right, Fessy and Josh are still arguing. It's getting worse and worse by the second the drink gets flown, flying in the place What is a flace? We don't know. We're still trying to figure it out as the game continues. Amanda is defending Fessy, though. That's where we really start to see the love spark up. I think that there's something in the air, or maybe it's in her hair. Maybe it's his hands rubbing through her hair. It's getting awkward. I'm going to continue to move forward. TJ comes into the house now, and he's like, what's going on over here? If I'm coming, it's probably not a good thing. Uh-oh, parents came home from work early. House party over. Unfortunately, Fessy has to go home. I'm really excited to talk to him. I hope he doesn't hate me. Then I apologize in deliberation as well as Corey. And that was pretty difficult because we obviously felt really bad. I thought I was going into elimination. Oh. Okay, well,
3: that... I think That was as awkward and as good as it's going to get today, folks. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to not, I'm not going to give the play of the day to Tori today no. because that was the most unathletic move.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was. You know how you bad tried. it hurt to even do that? My st-
3: I mean, your stomach. I know. Yeah. Tori's been going through some things. We're going to figure it out if we yeah. have any um, gastroenterologists somewhere, <laughs> uh, we need you. Thank you. So Thank the you. play of the day, the best athletic move I wanna say is Emmy. Yeah. You went and you picked Uncle C T. And to be honest, this yeah. man won the last season. Um, he's won seasons before. He's a monster in elimination. He yeah. probably won't go in this season, who knows? Um, but by watching it, like I got when I was there, she it was like she didn't understand the game and she this girl knows what she's doing. Emmy? Emmy knows exactly what she's doing.
2: She's got a good team of people behind her. You know, you see her getting really close to Devin. She gets really close to CT. She's close to Emmanuel. Like, she has a team of people behind her. And, like, at this point in time, I was very close with Emmy, too. I think she trusted the vets a lot. She was one of the Mm -hmm. only rookies who – and you saw that in the beginning. Remember when she ran up to us and was like, oh, there's a list?
3: Well, yeah, we all went on our middle-aged woman walk with her. We let her come with us because she felt very alone. But I think she's starting to – yeah, find out how strong she really is. Yeah, and how to play the game. Like, hey, if I gotta, if I know I'm gonna keep going in, if I stick with Huey, yeah, I'm out of here. And who, who's the best guy here?
2: CT, yeah. dude, it was crazy too because you know, obviously all of this happens, and Emmy goes in there, she steals CT. Berna had no idea that CT was going around trying to get rid of her,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: you know, in this game, obviously Berna's really sweet, but. To go out of, like, I'm working with CT at this point. And he has that conversation with me where he, like, gives me the heads up that he's trying to get a new partner. And first of all, I didn't understand what he was saying. Because when CT talks in the challenge house.
3: Especially when he's trying to be sneaky. He's like, so what I'm saying is. I'm yeah.
2: Just, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you need to come get, with subtitles.
3: And, and, you know, fine. Yeah. Okay. That's literally then what then it sounds like.
2: like. What? <laughs> Half the time I'm <laughs> nodding. I'm, I can understand I'm, it. I'm,
3: I'm like, I don't know what you said to me. I have no idea what you just said to me. He should come with a pocket translator. Like a person 100%. that pops out and says. percent Hear ye, hear ye. This is what the fuck CT just said. He, he just needs to come with subtitles. It's simple. I just need to read what the fuck you're saying. (laughs) It it would be easier to have like a puppet pop out of his pocket than a... A puppet pop
2: out of his pocket. I want you to say that three times fast.
3: A puppet pop out of his pocket. A puppet... I can't. Yeah. A puppet a puppet in his his pocket. pocket And he said... Oh, my God. It's more it's more feasible than having actual subtitles follow him around.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's difficult. Listen. But
3: listen, let's keep dirtiest going Dirtiest deed. Let's just be honest. OK. Yeah. You and Corey yeah. and this pizza. Yeah, I know. And I'm not trying to make I you know. feel bad. We're just trying to find the dirtiest deed. I deserve
2: to feel bad. OK? I deserve this hangover right now. I deserve to feel <laughs> bad. I watched my friend go home. And I know that people think, oh, that person can't be your friend if you do something like that. dude. Friends can fuck with each other. You know, we have
3: this weird friend. All of us have this weird friendship. So it's just different because we've, like I always say, it's like going on a first date and then moving in that night. We, that's what kind of, it's like forced friendships that then evolve over time. Yeah. And this, it's just a weird, dysfunctional summer camp.
2: Yeah, 100%. And
3: when you're bored, you'll do anything. I mean, yeah. we can't leave this house. And obviously, you guys did seem pretty bored. Did you just get back from the club and everyone's just hanging out in there?
2: That's exactly what it was. We had all gotten back from the club. And, I mean, you see a beer in my hand and I'm just like, I'm bored. You know? Yeah. I mean, we talked about this last episode. You know, the camera guys were like, do it. <laughs> so, Fessy knew what I was doing. And obviously, he didn't want me to do it. I'm not putting any blame on anybody but myself for that. But, you know, it was a joke for sure. And it...
3: We never yeah. know how people are going to react to things. Yeah. Like, some people can take a joke and some people can't. So, it
2: made it made, um, yeah, for it, a good episode. Yeah, but it also but just brought a lot of fucking bullshit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Oh, pizza, yeah. pizza, pizza, pizza. Pizza's
3: the dirtiest deed. Pizza, yeah. Well, there's no daily challenge today on this no. episode.
2: Yeah, because they split that one up. It's a big cliffhanger, but supposedly that episode got the
3: highest ratings of the season so far. So, well, I'm not surprised. I mean, if you look at it, like, I know we're a competition show. I get it. I get what we've become. But we started off as a drama-based yeah. game show of your favorite personalities on MTV. Yeah. And the game has evolved, and I get it. We have to stay on top of it. But there's something um, that people love about seeing other people have drama and it's like i don't care if you're watching intervention or my 600 pound life or you're watching housewives or whatever reality show sparks your fancy or tickles it rather you watch it to kind of escape yeah so it's like oh okay well you know this last year's been shit so if i watch Ah, they're having drama on here. Let me just forget about the fact that you know, yeah, whatever's going on in my household. And I think that that's that's what we provide—entertainment, oh, yes, and escape to some comedic relief, yeah. But this episode was like, oh, we're about to see two friends fight, and we don't know what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, and it was nerve-wracking watching TJ roll up there. I mean, like, always, every nobody t- always, wanted nobody wanted that outcome at all. You know, I mean, I, I think. Ugh. And I felt really bad that it ended up falling down on Esther because, right, she's alone now. You saw what happened when you left. Logan went in there. Same thing happened. That this seems time. like
3: that's what's going to happen every time if people keep getting kicked off and or injured.
2: Yeah. Because
3: that's what's to be the, assumed. The agency only has
2: to say one name. So. Right. It's in Why, the agency's best interest to, to you pick know. pick that person. Yeah. yeah.
3: And I guess it it works out that way because you can get hurt at any time or you can push the wrong person and Pizzagate. gate all over again yeah but watching it I mean I did get emotional like that's a it was a lot it was a lot
2: yeah and I think it was really beautiful that Fessy and Josh got to like open up and talk like that Mm -hmm. you know like Fessy even saying like I've never won anything dude you Fessy's this person that you see and you're like oh he thinks he's the shit you know he's super confident
3: he's definitely won everything yeah I think it sticks with him and I think it hurt I mean him and I have I've talked about it, and and I guess that's why people wonder how we're friends now. But, like, after our reunion, after Double Agents, like, remember when we all went out, like, him and I had a really, really long talk. Mm -hmm. um, And he shared stuff with me, and I was just like, ah, now I get it. But we put on these masks, you know, because, like, we know we're going to get it from the fans. Yeah. You know, we're already hard on ourselves as is. Yeah. And I just think it's a way to protect yourself. But yeah, he's a human being like everybody else. And um, I think this was the season where Fessy was going to make amends and try and undo all the wrongs that he's done. Well, the last season and, you know, try and make things right and good on him for trying to do that.
2: Let's get Fessy on the horn. Let's talk to the guy. Let's dive into that interview because I want to hear what he has to say about it. And I'm sure he's got a lot. So yeah. Let's take a short break and then guys stick around because Fessy Shafat is about to come on the show.
0: AT&T connects an ode to podcasts, connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream, connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream, connect the shower.
3: All right, folks, we have now come to our favorite part of the podcast where we get to interview a lucky guest. And today we have. Today, we have a special guy um, who has become our friend and our brother. Um, So now here we have Fessy to. uh, Talk about what really went down in that kitchen and is the pizza really that good? Jesse,
2: welcome. What's up? We love
5: What's you, bro. Up? Do you? Do you love me?
2: I do. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you hate me?
5: <laughs> honestly, I told people, like, because some people after they saw the clip, they were like, you know, I, I thought you were cool with Tori and she's doing that. And I, I said, I was like, honestly, we all fuck around and joke around in the house. Like, yeah, I honestly don't think she wanted to take it that far. You know, but it had been building up for a week now. I think people didn't know the time Mm. lapse of this instant because when I threw Amber in, the very next challenge, we all know challenges are like two days apart. So the very next challenge um, was when CT and Berna won and me and him still weren't talking. And then the next one after that was a couple days. So it had been a week when Casey and Emmanuel won. So that was that just opened up the floodgates, you know, Amber... Because me and Amber didn't talk either. So it was just all built up. And I don't even think, you know, people knew that. And then I think Josh just... Because we went out that night, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he, that was his moment to where he was like... Everybody kind of felt not comfortable talking about it. But like, all right, now's the time to talk about it. So it all like erupted the that one moment.
2: Dude, it was...
3: Crazy it was because, your fault
2: yeah and, and you know what like <laughs> i mean it was i do feel really bad i definitely never wanted it to get to that point like you don't ever want no, to see somebody go but home we're
3: not we're not in charge of people's actions too so to be fair to yourself and to other people that like you're a grown-ass man fessy right josh is grown like yeah no there's no excuse for us to do the shit we do but like that could have happened at a bar at home and y'all would have squashed it and shit would have been fine the next day like regular yeah. dude argument fight like you yeah. know what i'm saying Like,
5: that's, that's the only thing that, like, obviously I blame myself. I don't blame anybody. Um, I'm a grown ass man. I shouldn't put my hands on somebody. You know, TJ says that. But I think one thing I felt comfortable in the house with, you know, and I thought I consider myself like a very composed individual. But obviously, you know, I put my hand on Josh, so I shouldn't have gone that far. But that's like Josh is used to getting in these. Mm -hmm these arguments and these heated things to where, you know, it always blows up. So Josh and me hang out in real life. And I know you you guys hang out with Josh and Josh is not like that in real life. No. So when Josh was like that, it was kind of like my best friend or brother in real life is like getting out with you. And you're just kind of like, yo, calm down for a second. Like it wasn't no animosity, even though we were yelling, that's just how when the, that game is very emotional in there. And me and him talk about everything in there, you know, and that's kind of how, Sometimes we express our emotions, we kind of erupt, and then the next day we're fine. But, you know, TJ obviously said no hands on anybody. So, I mean, obviously I take full responsibility of it. You know, it was kind of a shock to me that I was leaving by myself. Mm -hmm. We all were in the impression that, you know, maybe me and Josh were leaving um, together. So when I heard TJ say that Josh was staying, I was like, okay, maybe he's just giving us all a warning, you know. But I think the tension was so high in that game up to that point. It was kind of like, I don't want to say TJ had to make an example out of me, but it was kind of like setting the tone, like, all right, enough nonsense. Like, I told y'all, knock it off, you know, and it just, it sucks that I had to, I had to see the, you know, my game end because of that. But, you know, I was, when when you saw my face when he said that I had to leave, you know, I was kind of like, it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to sit here and have a pity party because at the end of the day it was it was my fault i could have controlled my actions and if if i would have not done that i would have still still been there you know
2: yeah it was just it's so crazy because like it it takes a moment like that to like really see deep into somebody and like i think this was one of the first episodes ever fest where you were so vulnerable like yeah and I think that like it sucks that you know you have to go you have to leave the game like that's that sucks but at the same time like if you have to see the silver lining it's like for anybody who's ever not or thought you were just an egomaniac or thought you had no feelings I think this is like Mm -hmm. the first time where we really get to see like there's something underneath there like I mean you were crying when I came up into the room and you and Josh and Casey and Nani were all there like you were crying you know and like I was like damn this is so real so, like, I don't know. What was it like for you to have that or open up like that?
5: For for me, it was more because after the, after the fight, I was more because we didn't even know who was going to get kicked off, if anybody was getting kicked off that night. You know what I mean? So when I saw how upset Josh was, that was kind of what was really, like, bothering me because I wasn't even we weren't even thinking anybody was going to get kicked off because you know, we were such close friends. We just hadn't talked, so I was more concerned with his feelings and him being so upset because, you know, he was going through it. So once TJ broke that news, you know, I, I mean, it sucked. It sucked waiting in that hotel room, you know, by myself, knowing, like, I lost my shot again. at Like, that's my third chance at a million dollars. You know what I mean? Most people mm-hmm. don't get one chance at a million dollars. So right. that's, how, that's how I was looking at it. And I think, you know, like you said, a lot of times I'm not, I'm not shown being vulnerable. I'm not in that state. But I am. I mean, I turn 30 next month. You know what I mean? I know you guys have been, been doing the show for a minute, so you guys have your fair share of hardships you've, you guys gone through. But it's kind of been like that my whole life. Not with hardships, but like losing. You know what I mean? You always, I'm used to losing. You know, you just got to learn from it and, and get better. So that's kind of how I took it. Like, I shouldn't have put my hands on Josh. I was thankful for the opportunity, you know, to come on the challenge for a third season in a row. Like, you know, that was a blessing. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of how I looked at it. Like, it, it's on me at the end of the day. It just sucks that it had to end like that.
3: It did, because I think that, this was a really good season for you. And as much as last season, you were like, I don't really care what anybody thinks about me. I'm like, you do. You are a human. Well, I care what
5: you guys think about me. Right. Like my classmates.
3: Right. Because we're family at the end of the day. We really do care about each other. I think that this is just kudos to you because I know last time you were on here, I gave you shit. But I just, you deserved it. Um, But (laughs) I think... Your growth has just been so tremendous so for me watching it like you came on during Ramadan you were so so disciplined in that and observing that and then sharing with us you know the stuff that you were you were going through and why you were doing it and you know that's part of your actual life that you were bringing on and then you're performing well you have a great partner you're supporting her I mean it just I I've seen the growth and I thank you for for showing us this side of you because I love this I I love this Fessy this Fessy's my brother like I'll go to bat for this
0: Fessy
5: for me what what the I don't want to say miscommunication but I guess yeah like when I came on my first season I really didn't know much about the challenge besides the fact that I saw the clips of what the show was and I was like this is this seems like something I could excel in so when I came in my first season and I had people like Bananas and Wes and C T and I saw, you know, the way people were treating them like kind of like they've been there before they'd done that, like that's the standard. I was just hell bent on proving myself my first two seasons. I wasn't worried about nobody's emotions, what people were gonna think about me in this aspect. I was just worried about advancing in the game and setting the tone for how I'm gonna compete on the show. And Obviously, when I saw the effect it had on other people on the show after two seasons I've done, that's why I came into my third season and I was like, okay, I get it. Everybody knows I can compete now. I got that out of the way. That was my main focus. I put that above everything to where, you know, I wasn't looking out for people's emotions and feelings. And it took me, you know, to my third season to realize, you know, it's more than just competing for a million dollars. We're all there. We all put stuff aside at home to come to this foreign ass country, you know, to live in this hellhole, because I mean, as beautiful as the house was and as amazing as the opportunity is, it is stressful being in that house. You know, it's a yeah. to cut off from the real world, and a lot of people lose their shit in there. You know what I mean? So we yeah. kind of gotta, kind of gotta help each other out in there. So mm-hmm. I, I understood that, but it took me three seasons. You guys have doing this a while and had your ups and downs. Lots you know, of downs, I,
3: I, Fessy. Lots of downs. I yeah. mean, we have showed our asses, yeah. literally and figuratively speaking. Uh, my early 20s were, I was a badass, but I was also an asshole. So we've done it. But I was, I was surrounded by other girls that were just as, you know, like if it were you and like a group of guys, I think it's just because of you have such a big presence that people have an expectation of you to be one way. So it's when you show them something different, they're like, well, what's, yeah. what's going on? You know, and yeah. it's great, but you have to, you know, like you, like how you did this season, you like ease into it, and you people will, you know, be yeah, people will appreciate the growth and the time you've taken to learn from, from your mistakes. We, we all know you're good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It just, it just, you know, when everything starts to fit, it's like okay, now that's the guy we want to root for.
5: Well, one thing I'm thankful for this season, like when I was leaving. The reason why I was kind of like had no emotion was I was like, one, if it's my time, it's my time. Like it's out of my control at this point. I shouldn't have done what I did last night. It's in TJ's hands. Now I'm not going to sit there and, you know, have a pity party. I I shouldn't have done what I did last night. But the thing I was grateful for walking out the door was I felt like I bonded and connected with my castmates this season. And Mm -hmm. like they, they, they got to see at least me in a different aspect because I didn't really get to see that my first two seasons on Total Madness. I didn't oh, yeah. talk to anybody. <laughs> on Double Agents, I was hell-bent <laughs> on pissing everybody off and trying to win. Yeah. And then, you know, third season, I was a little more chill. So I, I was thankful for that. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm walking out early, not getting the chance that the money obviously hurt. But I was like, at least my castmates got to know me a little better this season. So I was thankful for that.
3: So I just saw Josh leave you some coffee because, you know, even though you guys can't see us, I can see him. It's safe to say you guys are on good terms. How long did it take for you guys to get on good terms? Like, what's the situation with your but, friendship?
5: Yeah, you you saw the clip, you know, after the fight before TJ came to the house the next morning. Me and Josh had made up. We were cool. It was just we hadn't talked for a week, and we were just being prideful, and no one wanted to come talk to each other first. But, you know, the moment we got – Back in real life, we've hung out. I went to Miami. He's come to Orlando. It's just me and Josh talk about it all the time. And we've always been close on the show. But as close of friends as we have outside of the show, like all my friends from back home I've known and played football with who know me inside and out, they don't know the the TV aspect of me. Like when Mm -hmm. I go away for months at a time, because we can try to tell them and explain it to them, but they're not going to understand. So – That's something me and Josh have in common. You know, we talk about all the pressure from the show and having to pick up and go and live this crazy life. So Mm -hmm. me and him have have that in common. So you know, it's it's like we're brothers. It's it's crazy, and you know, he gets upset sometimes because I pick on him or whatever. But like that's just how how it it is, little brother. Yeah, that's how it it is in the locker room. Like growing up playing football, you just you joke with your closest friends because you know you guys take it you know but me and him are fine he just so, brought me some coffee so i
3: know so what what happens to the big brother alliance now like do you think going forward and the challenges because i'm hoping and, and sure that you'll be back um i think that hopefully this will be water under the bridge for you because a lot of us have been in these situations so, so
5: I'm i just yeah what, what i'm thinking and hoping is is tj knew it wasn't it wasn't malicious, you know, obviously. I mean, when you look back at it,
3: I'm just like,
5: yeah, I was, you know, like even throughout the argument, I was laughing. I was sitting down. I wasn't charging him. You know, when I put my hand in his face, we were in each other's face. He was pointing his fingers at me. Like, obviously I take full responsibility. I shouldn't have done it, but you know, I think hopefully I showed enough composure, you know, and I walked away, but
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and yes, I think it's, it's, honestly being there i mean i think we were all after you left we were like we can't believe that was the final decision just because i think it could have gone either way and i don't know it sucked that i had to go the way that it did i think it
5: had built up all this stuff you know like because yeah two seasons in a row so it's like they're kind of like yo we told you before stop this you know and it's like maybe we we get so sidetracked in the show we got so much pressure on us with you know, the elimination, the dailies, making the final, the alliances that, you know, it's not in the back of our mind that, damn, TJ said, don't do this. Yeah. And then we do it and we're like, damn, he did say, you know, not to do that anymore. And yeah. so that's why when I was walking out the door, I was like, regardless of the outcome and we thought it could have went, you know, he could have let it slide or could have kicked me and Josh off. I, It's all on me. Like, that's how I looked at it. So I can't blame anybody but myself.
2: Yeah. I mean, the growth is crazy. You know, like last season you were owning the messy, walking around with "I I don't give a fuck attitude. And now it's like, even though this is a messy situation, you don't come across as the same person. Mm-hmm. Did you want to do that because people wanted you to do it? Or did you honestly feel like, yo, I just want to be, I want to grow?
5: Well, honestly, you don't, I mean, you know, because you've been in this situation, but I guess the viewers they only see the, the outcome of, you know, the, fi- the season. Like, oh, didn't win the final, didn't get it done. You know what I mean? But that takes a toll on your mental, not, not with how the, the fans see, but, dude, I lost a million dollars or half a million dollars two seasons in a row at the last day, at the last final. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, to come on to the challenge and get an opportunity like this, you see all the fans, oh, I want to come on the challenge, I want to come on the challenge. Like, we get to come on the challenge multiple times. So to come on – two times in a row my first two seasons, and some people never make the final, and I make two and lose, and I consider myself, you know, a physical competitor. That weighed on my mental a lot, so coming into the third season, I was like, damn, I'm blessed enough to come back for a third season in a row. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I've proven myself to my castmates to where I don't have to walk around like, you know, fucking Billy Badass anymore. Right. I could... I could just chill because at the end of the day everybody at least knows my worth in the game as a competitor. Yeah. So I don't have to show I don't have to shove it down anybody's throat anymore. <clears> throat> yeah. You know what I mean that's all I was trying to do when I came in because you bring 30 something people from all over the world all these different TV shows they all have their own egos, they all have their same skill sets. So I was just overly excited to to show my abilities, you know? Mm-hmm. So coming into my third season, I was like I could chill now and just vibe out with my castmates, enjoy this nice-ass weather, this mm-hmm. nice-ass house. So that was my mindset, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: This all started when you threw Amber into elimination. You know, like, this is where this whole thing built up from. And, mm-hmm. like, walk us through your rationale for doing that, and then also do you regret it now seeing how it transpired?
4: So the only
5: the only thing I regret about the Amber decision is maybe I didn't see it through another angle and that angle is because I didn't trust Amber B because I didn't have a relationship with her in the house me and her never spoke it was awkward obviously the shit went down with us on double agents and then I had heard on a podcast I don't know if it was a podcast she did with you or whatever that she got asked if she was going to work with big brother moving forward and she was just laughing and I think, was it with you I think it was, was
2: with us, yeah.
5: And then Anissa was like, you should see her face right now. So I was like, when I saw that, I was like, okay, obviously I didn't get insulted by it, but I was like, noted, right. moving into the season, noted. Yeah. yeah. And then she was an alternate. So at first I was like, everything was running smooth in the game. And then she came in and we had already built our alliances and, you know, kind of clicked up. And then so Josh was excited she was there and, and he was partners with her. So I was like, all right, this is kind of kind of weird um so if watching back on the confessional she was really rocking with big brother it was a stupid decision by me if she was really going to ride it out and be loyal to big brother right. because that's how she was talking in the confessional so it makes it seem like damn maybe she did think that but what i saw was me chilling around the house and her laughing having a good time with devin ct kyle Corey, jeremiah yeah. Josh, and not talking to me at all I'm not saying that's her fault obviously it goes both ways i could go talk to her that was i was like i'd rather take this shot and they get messy now than in two fucking challenges she wins and throws me in and now i'm like damn i left her in the game when because all the other girls i was cool with that was the problem it was like if i don't say amber who am i gonna say some rookie
2: yeah i
5: understand that but i was really close with the rookies at this point i was like i don't see any of these rookie women like voting me in right now i feel like they would definitely say another name before me because I had built strong relationships with these rookies. Right. And that's something you don't see on the episodes because, you know, there's 30 something people and there's daily challenges, eliminations. So you can't see all these relationships uh, blossom and stuff. So that went into my decision.
2: Yeah. There's so much that goes into every single decision. I mean, there's not enough airtime to talk about every single thing. There's just There's not. And so it sucks when, you know, you have to defend yourself all the time, but it's, it just is what it is. So obviously you were really close with the rookies and you had a great rookie partner. You had Esther as your partner and she had your back throughout the entire big brother implosion. So like, Mm
5: -hmm.
2: how do you feel about Esther? And like, what was it like having her as a partner?
5: Esther was amazing. I, I remember, um, I was a little nervous when she first picked me because when she came to unlock me, she wasn't saying anything. She wasn't introducing herself. She was. She was just unlocking me. So I was like, kind of nervous at first, but then after we finished the challenge and we did pretty decent. I think obviously Anissa and Logan won that. Yeah,
2: totally you
5: came in. Yeah, we did third, right, or yeah. fourth or something.
2: Yeah, third. So,
5: but Esther and I finished like sixth. So it was like you know, pretty good. So I was like, all right, that's fine. You know, we we did good as a partner partnership. But I kind of liked how she was just ready to get to work. And I think the biggest difference between this season having a partner and like last season was
3: Ooh.
5: I was coming from a rookie season and coming into the season with partners who've done it, you know, way more than me. So I was still in the, the mentality of trying to prove myself.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So
5: I think that's why, you know, I, I kinda was that way on double agents because I was just held bent on that. Whereas this season, when Esther picked me, it was kinda like she already saw, she was the new, new partner coming in and saw what I could do. So she, was, she told me straight up, she was like, hey, after she picked me, um, she was like, hey, I'm a little nervous because obviously before we were picking, everybody was going over the names and said, you know, you're a little hard to work with. And I said, listen, <laughs> Esther, get, just give me one challenge, you know, to prove to you why, like, why you made a good decision. Because I was willing to get to work and I'm just glad she gave me a chance. That's all I'm saying.
3: Cause she was a great partner for you. Like when we had to mm-hmm. hang upside down, and she had she just memorized every damn thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she was yeah. willing to she's do. She smart. Was she's to do very, whatever.
5: She's very smart, very composed. Yeah. Um, and she's just she's like knows the task at hand. That's that's the one thing she like had grit and that that drive. Yeah. You know, she was like that new rookie coming, ready to prove it to herself, her family, her, her country, and she was just really driven, you know, yeah. and that's one thing. A lot of people come on the show and they're driven, you know, but some people, you know, they love the challenges, whatever, but some people are like, all right, let's go make another T V show. Yeah, T V show. Around. Yeah. Esther was there to win the million dollars and and, you know, that's that was our goal. So it it was it was nice and refreshing to like have her in the game wanted as bad as I do and I know everybody who leaves everything at home to come into the game obviously wants it really bad you know mhm obviously but I really saw that on Esther's face and that that drove me to to you know just push harder
2: yeah yeah she was fucking awesome dude and she almost won that hall brawl like the second round oh yeah she almost hit that so if she would have hit it, she would have beat Emmy that round for sure. And I think she's a monster.
5: I was very, very surprised about when I saw that elimination, because obviously TJ uh, made me go home before that elimination. So this is my first time seeing it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But Emmy's,
5: dude, Emmy's like 5'10". Like, yeah. she Like <laughs> she's, she's an athlete, you know, and Esther's probably five, three. And she's got a lot of fight in her, but Emmy's definitely got the size on her, so I was like, I thought you know Emmy was gonna just truck her, but Esther would just had her wrapped up, and it was a it was a fight. I was Esther really was like an Esther.
3: octopus in there, yeah.
5: And that just shows you her her grit and her drive because yeah. you know obviously Emmy was just standing up, walking her down, but Esther was holding on to her for a minute. It looked like you know like
2: yeah, and even to think about like how she said she hadn't done any contact sports before, and she went in there and she fucking. She was not afraid. You know, we've seen yeah, plenty she's of people not
5: afraid at all.
2: We've seen plenty of people going and maybe <laughs> she was, but she handled it well. I mean, we've seen a lot of people go into Hall Brawls and it not look like that. And they had done it. I hate you before.
3: for it not look like it didn't look like that. Didn't look like she, that. <laughs> well, she also said in her um in her um interview, she was like, You just learn to adapt. Like that was that's what I was taught. Like you get something yeah. that you're not used to and then you have to adapt to it, which I think is an incredible skill to have especially on the challenge because all i mean day to day you have to adapt yeah adapt to your friends being assholes adapt to somebody stealing your toothpaste toothbrush oh my god my my bathroom overflowed again
5: i think that is one of I, i tell people that all the time is one of the biggest things playing the game of the challenge is you you have to know how to adapt and how to react fast because You can try to control the game and have your whole gameplay mapped out, but the the reality is TJ's going to throw a twist in. Somebody that you didn't expect to win is going to happen. Somebody's going to go home because of injury, and it's going to be a a single female's elimination. So you just got to be a quick thinker on your toes and just be ready for for anything on that show. Mm
2: -hmm. So now that you've gone home, which is super unfortunate, I got to know who you're rooting for and – who you want
5: to go home
2: and you can say me best. Cause I just fucking deserve this shit.
4: Um,
5: no, honestly, like even though whatever happened with me and you, like I know you had the, me and you had talked about, you had the 37 on your arm and stuff. And I, you know what I mean? Like I told you, I was like, damn, like, well, let's see what it's about. You know, yeah. this is your season.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, and then obviously I wanted to see Josh and Casey go far. Um, just because of how much hell we went through this season, you know, as an alliance and how much shit
3: yeah.
2: we
5: went through, I was like, it would be nice to see them see them at least cap this messy season off with yeah. at least a win, you what know about what about your
3: mean? Wait, what about your girlfriend? Didn't you want her to win? Amanda? Ooh, is she your girlfriend?
5: <laughs> no, we're just seeing what happens.
3: Oh. In Mexico. And that's <laughs> what we're calling it.
5: What yeah, we, we're doing we a little day?
3: see what happens.
5: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Somebody was like, uh, "Well, not somebody. Literally, everybody was like." <laughs> West messaged me. Devin says something at dinner. He's like, "Hey, don't be knocking on the door when this shit gets messy and blows up, blah, blah blah." And like, I'm like, I'm to the point where it's like, we okay. sign up for these TV shows. We seen how messy my season was on Double Agents. This, like, everything's already messy as hell on when it comes to the challenge so like if me and amanda are vibing out like enjoying each other's company like let's just see what happens you know like if it doesn't work it doesn't work but i respect it dude
2: i really do it's so hard to keep yourself it like how do you we get judged for every little thing we do and people love to tear shit apart so i have A bunch of respect for how
3: you're handling that. I mean, I was just asking him if he wasn't—he was rooting for his girlfriend too. That's (laughs) what I was asking. Well, honestly,
5: I'll tell you this, and you guys might be able to contest this: is when you get when you get judged so much, whether it's from TV or whatever, and it just it makes it so much easier to to do what you want because it's like they're going to talk and say the shit no matter what. Yeah. So. It doesn't even matter. It makes my job even easier of doing what I want because it's like even if I were to try to please them or the fans or, or the world, they're have something to say. So why not please myself and do whatever the hell I want?
2: It's inspiring, dude. It really is. Like there's a sense of freedom that comes when people don't fucking like you because then you don't owe them shit. You're just like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to do me. Mm-hmm. I've had that experience literally for the past couple seasons on the show, you know, because so much of my life has changed publicly. So. I mean, it is crazy. It's it's pretty freeing. Um, That's what
3: happens when you grow up on this thing.
2: Yeah, and, and it's painful kind of, you guys for sure. Are in your 20s. Yeah, but you it's know? definitely I mean,
5: freeing. Yeah.
3: If you don't develop a thick skin by now, the challenge is not for you.
2: Yeah. So we just have one last question for you, Fess. Actually, we how have much two. do you love us? <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> okay, that wasn't it.
2: So you talk a lot about Ramadan and how you were fasting. Uh-huh. Would you just like highlight mm-hmm. that a little bit and talk about what it was like to do that during like a competition show?
5: Yeah, I mean it's always tough just because obviously you can't eat or drink water from sun up to sundown for thirty days straight. So people are like, "Wait, you can't eat for thirty days?" I'm like, "No, I could eat when the sun goes down, but all throughout the day, as the sun's up, no drinking water, no consuming any you know anything." So yeah, it's it's tough because in that game. We're obviously competing physically, but there is a lot of downtime, there is a lot of whatever, and we kinda use food as our as our comfort tool, you yeah. know, like oh we're bored, let's eat. I know he was hungry. Around, I know he was yeah, so like, upset. Watching you He's guys. Like, did you eat. just really
3: make a pizza? So I
5: finally get to eat, like Ramadan was over. I put my pizza in. Can't wait to eat it. <laughs> and then <laughs> Tori says to Amber that I ate her pizza. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to enjoy my first meal of the day, man. Oh, my
2: God. I'm so sorry. I'm so, honestly, I watch this back. I feel so bad. I'm never going to do that again. Like, I feel dude, so I don't, bad.
5: People tell me that, like, hey, you should be mad at Tori. And you were, I think when you saw me in New York, you were like, because it was right after the episode, you were like, kind of like being awkward because you're like, is he going to be pissed at me? I'm like, yeah. dude, I don't. I've seen it all. Like I watched Double Agents back, and had to watch all y'all's about me. So I was like, "Dude, if we could get through that. We could get through anything."
2: Oh, yeah, dude, it's been crazy. Oh, you're a good. I have dude. a lot of respect. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for you, for real. Anybody? I mean, either. I was
5: just trying to come on my first two seasons and make a name for myself. Y'all been on there season after season. I, mean, I was like,
3: I think people knew who Fessy was from Big. Br- I mean, your name is original. And people thought you were cute. Yeah, Jemmy was like, "Yo, is that Fessy guy going to be on the show?" I'm like, "Girl, I don't even know who you're talking Anybody about." Everybody
5: thinks I'm cute. Watch out! All right,
3: all right. Okay. You are, you are cute. I no, thank you. We've learned to love you, Fessy. I'm so excited. Yeah. To see what what comes from all of this. Me too. Not this fight. I mean, I'm just, like, I'm excited to
5: be a part of this this family now. You know, I came in my rookie season. Like I keep saying this, but you guys know, like. They bring in fresh set of rookies and none of them stick because they're they're just they're not it. You know, they they looked apart and they can't compete or they don't they just yeah. whatever and I so was you're like, trying
3: to say that you're it.
5: Um, I'm it. that's, I'm, that's <laughs> all I'm trying to say is look at me, okay? Just look at what I can do. Listen, no, I'm just kidding.
2: If you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to. For right. real. Um, so we have one last question for you, Fess. The question that we ask everybody. So this season's called Spies, Lies, and Allies. So from this episode, who's the biggest spy, who's the biggest liar, and who's the biggest ally?
5: Hmm, shit. Spy is like the someone big... to
3: watch out for, which would probably be
2: Listen, Tory, but... I know
5: what the word spy means, Anissa. I know,
3: but it could have been spy. And I'm going to have to
5: say spy. It's going to have to be a tie between, obviously, Tori and Corey, because they <laughs> fucking yeah. plotted that shit, and, you know I mean? They ran and got Josh.
2: Yeah, that was fair. So, whatever.
5: Um, ally, I would say definitely Esther, because Esther had my back oh, 100%. Yeah. And, like, we saw... <laughs> I'm not going to say you, Josh. Ally, I mean, you just got in a fight.
2: You asshole. Uh-huh. Hello, Josh. So, Josh is there. I well,
5: can't hear you. <laughs> I that know, I forgot earphone. you had an earphone. they AirPods in. what's up? Um, but definitely Esther, because, you know, all throughout that argument, whatever that night, I was walking, sitting on the couch. Amber was trying to come up to me. Esther was like, no, don't talk to him. (laughs) You know, she was trying to, I mean, she did throw the drink, but she was trying to be like, don't talk to my partner. She had my back. So it was was refreshing to to have somebody ride for me like that. And what was the other one? Lie. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Oh, for sure, Tori. She told Amber I ate her pizza. That was a (laughs) bold-faced lie.
4: Fuck.
2: I'll take it. Honestly, I'll take it. I deserve this. I deserve it. I really do. Listen, Fess, we love you. I'm so sorry about what happened this season, and I owe you you one. I owe you a big one. I'm going to send you a pizza in the mail for sure. Um, right.
3: Oh, there's Josh. What's he doing in the window? Oh, still wearing a hat that you probably had before he had it. <laughs> the one Fessy. thing I will say is that that he is like a big brother. Fessy is definitely like that because Josh has bought every single thing that Fessy has. <laughs> oh
5: my God.
4: Uh-huh.
5: Uh-huh. <laughs> he said, did Esther bring you coffee this morning? Uh-huh. He got, he got mad because I called Esther the biggest ally on the uh-huh. episode.
3: Well, on the episode, yes. He,
5: she's, they're talking about the episode. If we had to stay on the episode.
3: Yeah. Oh, God, Josh. We love you.
2: Fess, where we're can about, we... We're about to
5: get into it right now.
2: Fess, where can the people follow you and how can they support you? Uh,
5: Fessy Fitness, anything. Instagram, Twitter... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, and then, do you the, want to just what happened to the OnlyFans? Only fans? My OnlyFans. I, listen, everybody knows about OnlyFans. If you don't, I mean, y'all both know the hype is real. Y'all, you yeah. y- <laughs> out of both people, I don't got to tell shit to y'all two people. Thought, so y'all know. I thought you meant the hype about OnlyFans, fans,
3: not about you. Oh. I was. A great I'm dude. saying, like, oh, people know. Yeah.
5: It's it doesn't got to be said. What hey. <laughs> What, what do they say? What's understood doesn't have to be said, or something like that.
3: Something like that. I don't know.
2: Sounds like a little. <laughs> little. <laughs> sounds uh-huh. sounds sounds real. Cool. Well, Fest. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We love you, dude. And yeah, we hope to see we you. We support soon. you,
3: and we're gonna send you pizza. We'll just bring it to Orlando. Yeah. All right, y'all. All right. Thank love you. you. Have a good day.
5: Later.
0: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of Smoke and Audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
4: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher.
3: It was so refreshing talking to Fessy, finding mm. out his perspective, where him and Josh are now. I mean, yeah, our friend has grown in front of our eyes, and he's yeah. he's grown up, and I'm I'm really proud and and happy that they're still friends, and happy that they could work through it.
2: Yeah, I agree. That it's tough, dude. And I think he's handling it all so well, and I respect anybody who takes responsibility for any of their actions mm-hmm. because, you know, he could have he could have been mad at a lot of people for that for sure, yeah. especially me and Corey and. He's just kind of chalking it up as like, you know what, shit happens. Like it was supposed to be a joke. So I have a lot of respect for the way he's handling this and like it makes me appreciate him a
3: lot. Um well also, we have a challenge confidential that may, I don't know, shift your perspective a little bit.
2: Yes. Uh, and listen, I think I'm about 95% sure about this, but in the 5% So this that I'm is
3: wrong, a 95% <gasps>
2: But I could be wrong again. Accurate. And if, if I'm wrong again about who ate the pizza, then it's just bad. But I, th- I'm pretty sure that the person who actually ate the pizza was Priscilla. I'm, I'm
3: pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm going to DM Priscilla
2: and yeah, ask her about it. Ask her
3: because I think
2: it was her. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, it was. And then one I'll come the back rookies. next week,
3: and I'll let you know, or I'll just text you today um, yeah. when you're feeling better.
2: Yeah, it let me know. Um, mm-hmm. Priscilla's hilarious, and a, I think she's great. A, yeah, such a great competitor. I can't wait for everyone to see kind of like what she does coming up soon because not I spoilers, just, I, but she's. I a just
3: she's a, and she's also an amazing narrator. So yeah. yeah, thank you for being beautiful, Priscilla. I say it every. I think I say it every episode now. I yeah. can't help it. She's stunning.
2: Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. Anissa, where can we follow you and Stop send you? Stop trying to send me shit. No, OK. Do you know
3: how many cashews? I got so many nuts and so many pickles in my DMs.
2: Uh, I got a lot of dictionaries, OK? Did you really? <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, they're listening. I love it. I love it. It's just, thank you guys all for sending me those things. Yeah. Um, They can find me and send me what, Tori? Go ahead.
2: Find Anissa and send her pictures of pizza. Yay. <sighs>
3: Yeah, it's Anisa MTV, you know the drill, A N E E S A M T V on Instagram. There's no reason to look for me anywhere else because I'll be on the gram. Yeah. Um, Tori, where can they find you and send you Pedialyte? Yes. Oh, my God. Send it. And a new stomach. I almost said my
2: address by accident. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that would have been bad. Uh, At Tori underscore deal. If you can somehow figure out my address, please drop off some PDLA. I really need it. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It means the world to us. And also, thank you for watching. Don't forget to send us your listener questions. And make sure you watch new episodes of The Challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, every Wednesday.
3: And then go behind the scenes with us the next morning on MTV's official Challenge podcast.
5: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust